0: Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. And today, I am joined here with a good friend of mine, Mark. And we're going to be talking about the latest live-action remake that Disney has cranked out. It's Lady and the Tramp, the 2019 live-action adaptation. How you doing out there, Mark?
1: This is a review. It's another remake, too. And we call it a YouTube. That was well done, Mike. I was trying really hard not to play my hand about how I feel about this movie and that song. Oh, no.
0: Is that a spoiler for what's to come? Well, don't worry, folks. Like I said before, this is a non-spoiler review. Uh, I mean, quick disclaimer here, and you and I agree on this, Mark. It's essentially... The original movie.
1: Yeah, barring some different interactions there between characters, like there's not much different. I would say the biggest difference being there's a way more focus on the human characters than the actual animals in this version.
0: And we may get into some spoiler territory probably in our cons, but for now though, we're gonna stick strictly to the non-spoiler moments as we can. So don't you worry, no spoilers ahead. Unless there are, then the Little Mermaid will warn you.
1: And she'll warn you when her remake comes, too. hey i I'm on fire. Oh, no. Why won't you put me out?
0: I gotta call it the Tiny Mermaid, not the Little Mermaid. Completely different.
1: Yeah, Disney's gonna sue us. Or, you know, the original author of the stories.
0: Now, before we begin, uh, for this video, we will focus more on the critique of the film and whether or not the movie worked on its own merits without the need to refer to the original film or social commentary. So, just that little disclaimer to put out there. And we will be giving our positives, our negatives, and our overall thoughts on the film. So I will start out with the positives. And I, I talked about this a bit with you before we started recording that I actually kind of enjoyed the cinematography, the lighting, and the set design of the entire world of Lady and the Tramp, which I'm assuming some kind of Missouri 19. Uh, 19- uh, early 20th century town. And that part I really liked. I thought some of the animation for the dogs were pretty okay the visual rendering was pretty okay in some parts there were a mixture of other parts where the characters were a little animated too choppy like and the rendering didn't look quite right to me like they looked like they were floating on top of footage but uh purely sticking with the positives i also really liked the music uh, i thought it had that old-timey whimsicalness to it it didn't feel too modern and i'm talking about the music i'm not talking about the songs And I just thought tonally, it was actually pretty well put together. And I think those would be essentially my big positives for the movie, excluding any story elements. Uh, Mark, why don't you let me know, were there any positives that you could think of that you have that might be different from my own or what have you? What what are your thoughts on what I said? And what are your positives?
1: I struggle to say cinematography as a whole was a plus. I would say the costumes and I would say the sets were very well done. But some camera angles and shots to me, were not up to par well i'll mention a very key one later and um i believe one of the reasons you maybe liked some shots more than others with the dogs might be because unlike uh say the jungle book or the lion king remakes this one did employ the use of actual dogs yes so for all we know the shots you liked were just the shots with the actual dogs i know it was believable in that sense i know right a real dog was real what who who's who's who signed off on this it was real and fluffy i will say just uh, and this will be a positive i think going forth this film while it's not well it, it's not a positive for the film critically per se the film does uh, i think have a very strong message and point of even with the dogs they used uh mentioning you know the importance of you know adopting an animal and you know not you know, making sure you're ready for such a thing and not you know abandoning them
0: it definitely runs with that theme and would you say that's pretty much all the positives you have off the top of your head right now that's non-spoiler
1: yeah I I mean, costumes, lighting, and uh, I think the message of the film itself was all very well done. And that would kind of be my positives for the most part. And that's not, you know, not to say that there aren't other positives, but I feel like a lot of those other positives would just come from the story of Lady and the Tramp originally, anyway, and not something that is distinctly unique to this version.
0: I agree with a lot of your aspects. And now moving over to the cons, which it's kind of weird for me personally. I don't know if I have more cons than pros, but I feel like that there was some, I want to say script issues that I had with how the story was progressively being told. Like, you and I, we talked about some parts where we learned about a certain character, and we thought to ourselves, oh, that could be implied. Like, we don't really need them to directly say these things. But then they instantly go into showing you what that was. And I was like, okay, you didn't have to do that. Like, I think kids are smart enough to pick up the subtleties there. But at the same time, the way they handled it, it was almost a tearful moment But at the same time, you're kind of conflicting with yourself, saying like, I don't know if we really needed this per se. And it wasn't exactly executed to the fullest extent.
1: Yeah, And uh, in particular, I think you would say you're talking about, you know, the flashback for the tramp and his backstory while you know traditionally it was just implied and you know it was already pretty heavily implied i think just naturally in this version as it was and some of the way that shots were handled while being a very uh, tear-jerky scene for me as you know a pet owner i also felt like there was some maybe acting choices in there by the human cast that kind of just made it like and we mentioned this that one if you're familiar with looney tunes that one porky pig episode where the dog is trying to get porky to be his master but porky keeps trying to ditch the dog because he doesn't want a dog it kind of is the way the character moved and that seemed very almost comical. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think that's what, like, one of the aspects that kind of took the emotional stake away for me. It was like, that seemed like a little too desperate and less heartless than it could have been. Now, there is one other con I do have, but I think technically it's spoilers. So I'm going to pass the ball back to you, Mark. Uh, were there any other cons that stood out to you
1: that weren't really involved later in the film? Um. Well... I do think, and this would be a con, I think some of the songs that come back from the original kind of just don't have the punch they did before. And I don't, some of it's because, some, um, like a, the Bella Notte song, when it's sung by the character Tony in the original, you could argue it's not sung well, and it's kind of hammy and bombastic, and that's kind of the, the point of it. But then you get to the more opera, the more chorus version for when they're wandering through the town at night, and it's supposed to be very romantic. And it kind of... You know, you could argue it's because we've seen it before, but I don't know. There was something about this, the song within the scene that didn't work as well for me. I do think, and you know, we tr- we're trying not to compare it to the original, but for a bit this bit we will. A lot of the returning songs don't seem to be as well crafted, and in some cases kind of just seem like they're there because they were in the original especially the Bella song, song, uh, Tony's uh, part of it isn't as, you know, kind of fun and b- bombastic. And then the, which then, you know, there's kind of a contrast in the original between Tony's version and then the chorus version that you hear while they're going down the roads at night. And I don't know, just overall, it's the same story and it's fine. But I think that's just it. It's fine. It's not, you know it doesn't take any chances to do anything really new
0: i definitely think that's probably like one of the bigger crux for the film now to conclude on cons uh my next con here is actually kind of a spoiler so i am gonna put a spoiler warning up right now it deals with, like, the third act and the final part of the movie. So you have more spoilers ahead. Uh, Mark and I, we were having a conversation saying, like, in this film, we seem to have a lot of antagonistic lulls in the story. Which we did in the
1: original, in all fairness.
0: But one of the biggest hurdles that the heroes have to go through is this... Mangy rat, which again, I don't like to compare things from the original film to the remakes, but in this movie, the way they depicted the rat, it felt a little too safe in my book. Yes, I understand the ramifications of a diseased rat entering the nursery room where the baby is resting, but I feel like the way they set up the cinematography, the shots, and especially the lighting for the final conflict of Lady Tramp trying to get to this rat, it didn't have enough of that terror for me and i understand this is supposed to be a kids movie it's supposed to like not scare them too badly but it just didn't really have that tension for me and i realized it was rainy it was a little gloomy outside but the nursery was well lit and everything i I don't know it's like i had trouble really getting invested in this scene and again i hate doing this comparison but Mark brought it up many times. In the original animated movie, the nursery was really dark. We've seen some scary-looking silhouettes of the rat that just seemed gung-ho about getting into that nursery and, quote-unquote, killing the baby. That Tramp had to go into this territory and face down this rat in some of the most intense, feral showdown they could possibly show in an animated movie. And I just did not get that in this version so that was kind of a big con for me like i really feel like they could have done more but uh what are your thoughts on that mark did you have anything you want to add to that or did you have any other con that might be
1: considered spoilers well for starters i don't think the rat was as well rendered as some of the other animals which you know you could argue it's a rat but also you know that rat is ultimately your third act that should be something you don't you know pushed to the side visually I think especially if you're not going to have it dark and have the intimidating silhouettes we'd seen in the original
0: and to add to what you're saying too is they hinted at the rat throughout the movie they kind of just showed the butt in the tail they never showed the head which I would say was a positive that would have been a positive but the payoff just wasn't there
1: no and because you know like you said the scene was so well lit and you know maybe the rendering on top of it I didn't necessarily feel that rat was necessarily as mangy as it could have looked you know it kind of Almost to me, just looked like a regular rat, which I mean, you know, disease ridden in its own right, I'm sure.
0: It only had like a couple of like bald spots, but it didn't even have like foggy eyes or anything. It just looked like a slightly disheveled rat.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, it could have just been, you know, like the rat looked wet and matted, but that you could have argued uh, just as easily said, well, that's because it was raining outside and it came from outside. Exactly and uh, i feel like for this scene and um if you're a particular disney fa- uh fan who you know enjoys a lot more of the history stuff of the company maybe not so much the modern stuff in the original version the scene where jim gives lady the uh gives uh darling the lady lady in the hat box that scene is a uh, notable because uh, it was actually inspired by uh, a sort of true event long story short uh at the time, Walt and his wife Lily were having a hard time conceiving a child. Really? So uh, I believe it was on Christmas, he actually gave uh, his wife Lily a puppy. Uh, I don't believe it was a Cocker Spaniel. I might be wrong on that, but it was in a hat box, And that scene, it was influenced by that memory. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So for that shot to happen in this version, and it's just they pan in through the window from the opening scene, which I actually kind of liked that. It kind of had a illustrated storybook quality at the start, but didn't really feel like it had much merit as to why it started that way. But you pan in through the window, and the whole scene just stays in this over-the-shoulder shot for what feels like minutes. And that's where the cinematography for me just doesn't work. So, you know, like, uh, yeah, it's just some stuff like that. Real, And despite all this, like, I feel like we have adult on the cons a little bit. But at the end of the day, this is just a fine... It's fine. That's just really its biggest problem. You can't really, even though I think we were a little on the negative on this one, there's nothing that's a deal breaker really here. It's just fine. It's kind of, dare I say, safe. And just, you know, it's another one of those remakes where you kind of just go, well, yeah, but like, especially now that it's on Disney Plus, you could literally just as easily click on the original.
0: Yeah, you can. I mean, it even recommended the original after I was done watching it. Right? Yeah, I think I echo your statements, like, despite not being really down with these live action remakes sometimes, like, I always ask, like, well, do you have any ideas to add to the movie? Is there anything the original couldn't do that we could do now? No, it's essentially the same, just live action, whatever. Aside from, like, other sub contexts and discussions we could have on this movie, personally, I feel like the movie was just okay. I didn't love it, wasn't really entertained by it, but I didn't dislike it. No. It's a safe movie, indeed. I feel like if kids watch it now, they'll get some joyous moments from it, but I don't really know if this would leave an impression on them as much as the original animated movie might. No. And the other thing that kind of helps it in a weird way is I didn't have to go to a movie and pay full price to see it.
1: And that's the hard part of the review.
0: It is. It's really hard to not take that into account of how I feel about the movie. So that's that. It's okay. I think you'll be fine, but honestly, I don't think it'll impress you. I don't think it's the best Disney live-action remake movie that's come out this year. I know I'm kind of in the minority here. I still think Aladdin was probably the better of the four or
1: five that we have. We're only at four and five. Oh, thank God.
0: Well, I'm trying to think. Like, we had The Lion King, we had Aladdin, we had Dumbo, and we had this.
1: Yeah, and depending on how you qualify Alice in Wonderland and Maleficent, but that's another story.
0: Maleficent, technically. Okay, so it's six. Technically it's six. And I think that'll do it for our non-spoiler review for Disney's Lady and the Tramp, the 2019 live-action remake. You heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comments section below, have you seen this movie on Disney+, and did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. If you like reviews just like this, be sure to subscribe to my podcast channel, ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop, like this video, and if you want to support me directly, please consider going to my Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Matt Seller, to donate as little well as a dollar a month will help go towards my podcast channel, art, animation, and content made just for you. This is Matt Sella. This is Mark. Thanking you all for tuning in. I tried to do a dog howl, but I can't do it because I'm tired.